Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? Thanks so much for checking in on the Go Along podcast here before Championship Sunday hits. Hopefully you're catching this uh, before the games start. Wanted to just uh, include a few sound bites from uh, my trip to Cincinnati. Got to know this Bengals defense really well. It's a wild bunch. They're a lot of fun, and they are embracing their role as heel, as villains, as being the bad guy in this movie, and burning all the money at the end of this movie. So, Real quick, you know, get get the full story at golongtd.com. It's it's live right now for you to check out. Hate them, love them. They're a fascinating bunch. Uh, so for, first up here, just a quick um, soundbite from Eli Apple, America's cornerback, some would say. Lovable, humble, soft-spoken. Actually, he's none of those things. But here's Eli uh, talking about the Super Bowl when Cooper Cup scored the game-winning touchdown on him with a minute and 25 left. And his reaction to it, I thought this was interesting. You know, me and Eli, we talked uh, back during training camp on our training camp tour, and he didn't really get into the, the Super Bowl, get into giving up the game-winning touchdown that much. But as he said here, he, he didn't hide uh, from all the vitriol that was spewed on social media after that game. Did, did it ever bother you? And at what point did you just lean into it and go full deal? Nah, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. Life playing the corner to me. So uh, that pressure to me is no pressure at this point. After last year, there's no pressure. So I know I control everything I can out there in the field. So as long as I do that, I'm, I'm fine. But, you know, I also got faith in a lot of other guys here. It ain't just me. It's the whole team, everybody. I think we're the most complete. That's a good point. You go through what you have gone through. Maybe nothing is gonna be under pressure. Yeah, is that it? Like, I mean, are you talking about like the Super Bowl? How that ended? Yeah, yeah, of course. Did, was that a tough time for you at all in the aftermath of that? We don't like losing nobody, dude, especially not in a big game. Being close, and being up the whole time in the second half, and not being able to close it. I think that's something that we really wanted to be better as a defense, me as well. Did you like? Did you go on Twitter? Did you see what everybody was saying? Oh, definitely. Because most people would just say, yeah, "I'm gonna ignore that." Nah, yeah, I wanted to, but I couldn't. I was there, so I don't know. I just wanted to look at everything and use it as more motivation for this year. So you use it? Yeah. I mean, how could you not use it? You know, put a freaking slice of toast. Is that the press conference one? What's that? The mic. The press conference. I was one. 
That's the one. How do you use that then? Like when you see that, how do, like what goes into using that as motivation? You know, just going out there, reminding them what type of player you are, yeah. just being consistent. Yeah, just balling. Yeah, yeah. Ball. Ball. Here you are. I mean, you're you're one win away from getting back to that moment. Is it something you can just kind of smell it, taste it? It's, it's right there. It's, it's just heightened that motivation to get back into that. You don't want to run from that scene. I imagine you want the ball coming your way in the end zone with everything on the line. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. When the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow, earned the right to draft Joe Burrow, and uh, obviously had money to spend with a quarterback on a rookie deal, they spent, spend they did, and a lot of the players that they added just weren't really wanted elsewhere, uh, weren't really garnering a lot of interest elsewhere. I mean, Mike, Mike Hilton, Pittsburgh Steelers, proves himself. This is somebody who spent one training camp with the Jacksonville Jaguars, one week with the New England Patriots, and then is thinking about a career at Foot Locker uh, before getting an opportunity with the Steelers. Plays incredibly well for the Steelers, and then they don't even offer him a contract. So a, a lot of guys just kind of ended up in Cincinnati because this was the team with money to spend. Von Bell was one of those players. He's been a safety here for three years. It all really started with this hit on Juju Smith-Schuster. Here's Von Bell on why he chose Cincinnati and how this thing has kind of been building up for three years running now. But uh, it's all a vision, a bit of faith, and uh, just trust the process, respect the game. You saw a vision, you said? I thought, yeah. How what was that? I got to play next to Jesse. I knew it was a great young safety coming up. Yeah. I knew my guy Sam. I knew who he was about. I knew they going to draft well. They had the first pick overall. So just put peace around them. I'm not saying I'm a, a four or something, but it was a bit of faith for sure. I mean, something goes into it. I mean, you guys were able to almost build your own culture, your own team it's from scratch. Yeah. I mean, a bunch of outcasts. You know, these players nobody wanted, really. Yeah. It's not like, who knows, maybe some of you make the Hall of Fame, but it's not like the Rams buying teams, you know, you know buying the Hall of Fame. Man. This is kind of a real build, isn't it? A real build. Like, it took time. Guys, you got it where you guys brought them in, make sure they fit the right locker room, guys. You know, good characteristics as a human being, all types. So, there's a lot that went into it. And I, I, I you gotta give credit with credit due to the front office. They did a great job of putting guys together for sure. Looking forward to facing Juju again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about him. Fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Another opportunity to go out there with my brothers. That's the biggest thing. And just lastly, like just when it comes to those X's and O's, why is this team so equipped, you think, to just turn all these quarterbacks into mush? Man, guys buying in, uh, trusting the plan, trusting each other, playing off one another. I feel like going to the whole group collectively, we've been playing together for almost two years. Me and Jesse playing together for three years. So we have a great feel for one another. How each other think, we meet a lot, come in on the extra days. So. So it helps, and um, we get feedback. And Luke Cowles is outstanding. He got a great feel of the call, the play call, how the game flows going. And uh, when he tells us how he's thinking it, we can already be anticipating our thought process of what we should do next, um, just off his feedback. And, really? Um, so it's huge um, to have that uh, connection with the coordinator. Sure. 
And in the middle of the mayhem is cornerbacks, secondary coach, Charles Burks. This is actually his first year in Cincinnati. He coached the corners over in Miami, um, had a lot of success there with that defense, and then joined the Bengals. So he, he wasn't around for the Super Bowl loss, but man, really enjoyed this conversation with Charles Burks. You can read the whole uh, Q&A at golongtd.com. I posted that conversation as a separate, uh, in addition to the villain story. Uh, but yeah, here's Charles Burks kind of breaking down the um, the mentality of the cornerback's room and why the motivation here really does have to kind of c- come from yourself. I mean, it, ha- it has to be intrinsic. Uh, no, no rah-rah speech, no statistic put up on a bulletin board is uh, really going to sustain you over the course of an NFL season. So really just think Charles Burks is a guy who gets it. The players like playing for him, and it, and it shows on the field. With Mike, so let's, yeah. let's go to Mike Kilton then. I mean, we see pound for pound maybe one of the toughest players in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Flying off the edge, just throw, I mean, throwing himself at Derek Henry because well, he, he doesn't give a shit. Like, yeah, um, he doesn't care. How, how driven what was he, that, you know, when he... I guess since you've known him, though, yeah. I mean, how driven does he appear out there with everything he's kind of gone through yeah, back ex- in college? Extremely driven. So uh, I'll give you probably this story before the game. Uh, we played him before our last game. We were doing night meetings with uh, Lou. And, you know, we were sitting down right before everything gets started, and I was sitting behind Mike, and I just asked Mike, I said, hey, do you got that dog in you? <laughs> and it tipped him off. You know, I, I, can, I can tell he looked back at me and smiled, but I started laughing to myself because it's something as little as that that can set those guys off. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not saying that that was the reason why he played well at all, but I'm saying that that's just the mentality amongst the group. It don't take much. You know, it's not a lot of convincing when I go into a meeting room. So it was just, uh, that's all you said? That's like, all you said. Kind of like questioning him? Like, do you, yeah, exactly. Do you, really, exactly. do you really have it? Do you yeah, really yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I... I, tr- I tried to hold my laugh, I tried to hold my smile, just because I knew who I was speaking to, but as soon as he looked back at me, I just died laughing, just because it's, that's not even a question to me. Yeah. You know, Where pissed. was that at? So this, this was in the, uh, our Saturday night meeting before okay. the game. Saturday night meeting before the that's game. That's right, when you guys, I think I heard how uh, you put up the, the, the Bills have only lost once at the yeah, home in the exactly. playoffs, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. winning his team ever. Yeah. Those, and that's a moment where it's hard to motivate grown adults. I feel like there's yeah. nothing these guys haven't heard. They've been through the rah-rah this about, speeches. Yeah. But this, how, how are these, I mean, your corner specific, how are these guys just motivated you know, differently? What, it seems intrinsic. Yeah, it is. And it, and it has to be intrinsic if you want to be good at anything. You know, everybody, this isn't a football thing. Uh, if you're doing something that's important to you and you want to be exceptional at it, intrinsic motivation is just something that you have to have. So one thing that we talk about in our, you know, in our room amongst the group is you have to have a great routine, you have to have great attention to detail, and you have to be self-motivated. And if you can have all those three things, you can prepare the right, the right way, and you'll be a professional football player. And they are legitimately self-motivated. Exactly. Yeah. This third, this, this ain't a, this ain't a motivate every day type type deal. You gotta have self-motivated, self-started players to win in these in these moments. Thanks again to all of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals fans out there who have made their way on over to go long. I greatly appreciate you making our long form. Journalism, part of your daily routine, and yeah, this is going to be a, uh, a fun championship Sunday. I mean, all four of these teams, any four of these teams could, could win the Super Bowl, and I don't think you can really say that every single season. Usually somebody kind of sneaks in there. They have no business 
be in a in a conference championship game at Philadelphia, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Kansas City, all loaded, all very very different, different types of quarterbacks, different stories. This is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So make sure uh, to read our Bengals story, all our coverage at Go Along, and we are going to be in Phoenix for Super Bowl week. I'll be traveling down there the week of the Super Bowl. And a lot more detail and a lot more on, on our plans for the Super Bowl when that time comes. Until then, thank you so much for listening, for watching, for reading. We'll talk to you soon.